0: This podcast was made possible by Hot Source Yoga. Hot Source Yoga is by far our favorite yoga studio, featuring over 50 classes per week of hot yoga, yoga sculpt, hot yoga fusion, and our favorite hot Pilates. We seriously feel like a million bucks after these classes. The studio is spacious, clean, and beautiful, and they even offer free childcare. In or near the Santa Cruz area, check out their intro special for $59 a month of unlimited classes. Want to become a high-level yoga teacher? Take their 200-hour teacher training starting October 18th, 2019 with a weekend schedule to fit your busy work and family life. They also offer a 30-hour hot Pilates teacher training online so you can up your skill level from anywhere in the world. To learn more, check out hotsourcedyogastudio.com and be sure to tell them shameless sex sent to you. forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.
2: You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.
0: Hello, everyone. Hello,
1: everybody over there. Are you already practicing? In Ireland. (laughs) <laughs> in Scotland,
0: we have a sex question. And if you listen to our early episodes, we actually used to allow people to make a request. When you actually review us on iTunes, which we need your reviews, please review us. The better the stars, the more stars, the better. Um, and people used to make requests for a specific accent. April would actually answer the sex question or read the sex question rather in the accent. I had and a few fails, so I lost my your mojo, my mojo.
1: Well, it's just because I can't when it, when I'm totally put on spot blast yeah Yeah. i kind of will whimper i have to do a little bit of preparatory research because i usually am best when i'm surrounded by that accent for even like just an hour
0: so when you go to scotland or ireland yeah
1: i come back and i'm like nailing it even uh, (laughs) australia when i when i was in australia i was nailing the accent but after some time passes i uh i fail a little bit so there were some there were some epic failures in there we might bring it back though. So, well, someone
0: said this is actually from an email of someone who obviously has been listening to some early episodes. So, um, she's going to try her best to rock it in a little bit when we read the sex question. Uh, as I said, please review us on iTunes. We need your reviews. Five stars really help us to get out there. If you hate us, then I know that you won't do five stars. But if you love us, please take your time to go search Shameless Sex and write a review about us, and it will really help us out. And if you have a request for an accent, go ahead and put it in there because we read all of them, and maybe she'll read it. I'll study it. She'll study it. Unless it's something kind of obscure that I might not know, like a
1: Papua New Guinea accent. I don't know exactly what that would look like. I've never been there. Maybe we could Google it, though. Maybe we need a research trip to Papua New Guinea so I can master that. accent. If you accent. all want to sponsor our research
0: <laughs> trip to Papua New Guinea, uh, please do so and we will come back with an accent.
1: Speaking of sponsorship... Hey, sponsorship. Uh, no, n- not really speaking of sponsorship. I just wanted to let folks know that we're going to be in Brooklyn. Brooklyn
0: at the Sex Expo.
1: I'm emceeing. Wooka, wooka,
0: wooka, wooka. So you're getting ready for it. Hey,
1: Brooklyn. Do you know what mass, uh, MC means? Something. Mass? I almost just blew it. <laughs> mass something. Master of Ceremonies. Oh. That's what it is. Chip. MC. You were the master That's of ceremonies. That's what it. I guess, stands for, is an acronym. I guess not necessarily an acronym. It's an abbreviation for abbreviation. Master of Ceremonies. So I'll be masturbating of ceremonies. should be masturbating on stage.
0: <laughs> no, this I will not.
1: Sex Expo <laughs> in
0: Brooklyn, September 21st and 22nd. That's 2019. It's free, y'all.
1: It is free. Go and I up. believe the first... I believe, and don't quote me, but it's 500 to 1,000 people receive a uh, bunch of free gifts when they arrive. So you'll get a care package of various things. They also give away, they gave away last year. It was, we were there last year. They gave away like an all expenses trip. To was oh it like cruises Jamaica yeah. or somewhere and yeah. they also give away a lot of a lot of stuff and it it's not a raffle it's uh we, it's, we do a lot of different fun. contests. it's super yeah. fun it's
0: super fun it's free we'll be there we will have a booth where we will be promoting Shameless Sex Uber Lube, all the things you can get a little sample of, of Uber Lube and one of our sh- sexy Shameless Sex stickers if you haven't seen one yet April and I are a cartoon go to our Instagram at Shameless Sex Podcast you can see how cute we are as cartoons. Um, And come say hello to us at the Sex Expo if you're in New York. Hot Octopus will be there, too. We'll all be there. One happy family. This episode is Supersonic Sex Drive and Sex Toys with a return guest, Susan Bratton. She is a god a AKA knowledge machine our spirit animal our spirit animal yeah she is uh inspirational and she really knows her stuff this is on libido desire turn on arousal lust and sexual urge how to feel more switch on with the sexual energy how to channel your sexual energy for more pleasure and passion and less about sex toys she's a, a complete amazing empowered woman yeah. and just an inspiration so we went over to her house, and her house is beautiful, and um, she pampered us, and her husband's awesome, too. They made us smoothies in the morning. Oh, my God, they asked me. <laughs> I was really impressed. Oh, wine at night, smoothies in the morning. All right, so, I'll, you know, we don't have much else to say other than a sex question in the bio, so why don't you dive in to the sex question, Chip? All right, so this sex question is uh, obviously an anonymous
1: question that just came in, and here we go. When I've used cockrings in the past, I wear them through to completion. It's actually sort of painful when I do ejaculate. Like unkinking a water hose. Ooh, ouch. Eep. Now that is just now this is just a stretchy elastic type of cock ring that is designed for just around the base of the shaft. I've used 3 to 4 different types and the result seems to be the same. I'm simply trying to Prolong my ejaculation for the sake of pleasing my wife longer. Am I supposed to remove it before coming? Thanks again for all you do, and I hope this doesn't sound like a silly question. You're both absolutely great. <laughs> Keep up the great work. Freedom! <laughs> they requested this like, in an Irish Scottish accent. That you is. You got both. I got both. I could do the whole thing, but it might lose the actual flavor of the question. So I prefer the
0: ending sentence. Thinking back to, this is total tangent, but the very the reason why April and I got started in podcast world is we went on Sex with Emily's podcast and we did a podcast called Orgasms, Squirting, and the Year of Anal Licking. Yep. And April was single at the time, freshly divorced, talking about... Um, hooking up with a Scottish guy who had a Prince Albert piercing who loved to go down on her when she was on her period. And lick the anus. <laughs> and lick the anus because the year of Anna licking and in the podcast on air you yell Freedom <laughs> Well <laughs> so good. Yeah, it was really fun. He sort of helped
1: me break out of some of my my previous sort of stuck patterns yeah. in uh, in like a lot of stripper too. He was yeah
0: yeah freedom freedom. You said that also because you were freshly divorced. So You're really rocking the freedom.
1: Well, so just a sidebar, real quick sidebar. We we were in Thailand when um, I met this this human, and him and a bunch of friends of him were his were all staying next door in these bungalows, and they were speaking Scottish English, and for about. Six or seven hours. I was outside, kind of doing my thing. I was writing. I was all by myself, like this moody, like self connection space. And and uh, I could not figure out where they were from. I was like, are they Russian? And because when they when they spoke to each other, it was very fast, and I had no idea. And I'm and, uh, you know me, Amy. I'm really good with accents. I can usually even pick up on languages. I couldn't figure out where they're from. So finally, I think I needed a lighter or something. And I was like, hi, do you guys have a lighter? And there were five very attractive humans. And they were like, yeah, here you go. And then I asked them like, where are you from? I've been trying to figure it out for hours now and couldn't do it. And then they said Scotland. And I was like, <laughs> how did I not get that right? <laughs> so I now am super savvy in the Scottish accent. It was, it's
0: just when they speak to each other, it's so fast
1: and you have no fucking idea what they're saying. I'm trying to picture so much- some like
0: dirty things that he said to you while you were banging in his Scottish accent.
1: Oh, it's been a few years now, so I can't remember. Just there were some, some things. Right there were some things. Uh, I wanted to go back and do the accent, but uh, Anyways. those were the days. All right, <laughs> the days,
0: yeah, no when she was a divorcee, rocking the freedom. Okay, <laughs> so let's go back to the sex question. Um, okay, a couple things. Number one, I'm even, I want to comment on how to use cock ranks, first of all, because this person is using a stretchy one that's designed to just go on the shaft and it's to prolong ejaculation. Well, to prolong ejaculation, as far as I understand, it's actually supposed to go around the balls too. So it stretches around the balls and the shaft, and then it actually keeps the blood flow there to prolong ejaculation and also to help with erections as well. But I think that if you just bend the shaft, it might not prolong as much as it would if you had around the testicles too. Can I just add one note to that? Yeah, there are some cock rings that might be too constricting. Yeah, a Hot Octopus makes a
1: shaft ring yeah. that is too tight unless you for some people for some people unless you really um, are comfortable with putting. Around balls and shaft it is a good note though if you have a stretching of cock ring definitely try it on both the, the
0: balls and the shaft uh some of them may be too tight it makes sense what they're asking about unkinking a water hose because your ejaculate comes out of the urethral tube and there's that vein right there that is close to the the wall of the the shaft of the cock you know it's it's not it's not like buried inside you can see it from outside so it makes sense that when the ejaculate's trying to come out, it seems like it might get a little stuck with the cock ring on. I haven't heard of people needing to take cock rings off for the actual orgasmic process. But if that's the case for you, where you're feeling um, like backed up or it's ruining the pleasure, then yeah, or maybe right before orgasm, when you feel like you're getting close, then you take the cock ring off and it can uh, override this whole dilemma that you're having here. Um, again, haven't really heard of it, but it makes sense to me physiologically that that would actually be the case. I just
1: want to say if if this person is using the Cochrane uh, solo, which it sounds like they're using it more with their partner. Yes. So if they're using it because their partner enjoys the sensation of a Cochrane and it's just been regularly uncomfortable for you then perhaps it's just not for your body type or, or shape or whatever. You could try another maybe external vibe, like a bullet vibe or a finger vibe or something that doesn't have to go on your penis. Well, they want
0: to prolong ejaculation though. So they actually do. That was the whole part of it was to actually to have something that is prolonged ejaculation so they can last longer. The Adam Plus cock ring would m- maybe a good option for this person. But yeah, it really just might be the material of the cock ring, the size of the cock ring. So not all cock rings are created equal. There isn't one size fits fits all for all people. So I would shop around, you know, maybe you're a super girthy person and this one's too tight. Uh, maybe you're an average person, but this is still too tight, you know, so go and check other options out. Maybe try wearing it around the testicles too, not just around the shaft um, to see if that, and you know, honestly, actually coming back to that idea if it's just around the shaft, it really could put that little indentation in the urethra, but if yeah. you put it on the balls too, maybe it won't do that at all. Well,
1: some cock rings, like the Atom Plus has a perineum stimulator too. Uh-huh. So if it's around the shaft... Uh, and the balls, the receiver will still be receiving all of the intensity of vibration because there's two motors. You, the penis owner, will receive some perineum stimulation as well as stimulation uh, feeling in, in, in your balls and on your shaft. Your bowls. Your bowls. Just make sure when you're using double cock rings that are double motored that especially that have a little bit of, of, um, structure to them that you put those on completely flaccid. That's not semi-erect or partially erect or mostly erect, but completely flaccid and then prep yourself after.
0: Yeah, and the ones that are more stretchy you can put on when you have a little blood flow in there, um, but yeah, there's certain, especially if, got, if you're doing like metal and things like that, be extra careful. But yeah, that, again, when you go into to buy one, you know, if you go to Pure Pleasures website where they sell them, PurePleasureShop.com, you get fifteen percent off with coupon code ShamelessSex. Um, then you can find out information about how to put them on. And if you don't see on the site, literally just email the sex shop. They'll if they're a sex positive sex shop, they'll get back to you and tell you how to use something. Now, if you're doing on it Amazon, it's a different story. Um, and if you have questions, again, you can send them to us, and we can help you. Sex toys, obviously, are one of our specialties. How of the
1: laria, how many have had sex with that there cock ring on their cock?
0: <laughs> that was good. What does "out la- of the laria" mean? Out of the laria, out of out of the, uh, out out of the people. The lot of you. How of the laria. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's all i have yeah. today folks that's good mic drop mic drop all right bio time and then let's dive on into the podcast susan bratton is a champion and advocate for all who desire passionate relationships consider the dear Abbey of sex susan's fresh approach and original ideas have helped millions of people of all ages and across the gender spectrum transform life into passion susan has been featured in the new york times and on cnbc and the today show as well as appearing ABC, CBS, The CW, Fox, and on NBC as the Marriage Magician. To learn more, well, tune in because it's going to be fucking awesome. Also, visit her Better Lover YouTube channel, which is, we are actually on there. There's videos of us when they're talking about sex toys with Susan, so you can see uh, videos of us on YouTube. Or susanbratton.com, that's S-U-S-A-N-B-R-A-T-T-O-N.com. Are you ready? I can't wait to, to muff dive into this show freedom all right everyone it's episode time and we have a wonderful repeat guest susan bratton she was on here talking about orgasms orgasms and how to have more powerful orgasms and we also went on susan's youtube channel Uh, if you haven't checked that out i highly suggest that you can see april and i Uh, trying to be half as good as Susan is on camera. (laughs)
1: Susan Um, was like, just smile. Just keep smiling. I was
0: like, I can't. My face hurts. It hurts to smile for 15 minutes. And Susan's like, she got it down. But she also knows a lot about sex. And this topic is hot to trot supersonic sex drive. We're talking about libido, desire, turn on, arousal, lust, and sexual urge.
1: And before we hear from susan i just want to tell you susan that you are my spirit animal <laughs> goddess boss queen you're just like such a handler of all things and you're my messiah <laughs>
2: oh <laughs> you are my you are my angels of delight how about Aww. that <laughs> I'll, I'll
0: take it we'll be your delight angels you know fun factory makes a toy called delight or maybe they don't make it anymore oh, They it just
1: discontinue now discontinue take it back we'll take it back
0: all right um anyways and by the way on the no fun factory you went to fun factory you went on a tour
2: I went to Bremen, Germany, thanks to the two of you. You turned me on to the tiger vibe. And then I got on to Fun Factory. You know, we did our, on my Better Lover YouTube channel, we did, uh, what, seven or eight videos together. Everybody has loved the Healthy Sex Toys for Couple video series we did. You guys have to come back up and go in the studio again. We went in, remember when Tim and Lloyd built the sex swing in the green screen studio for us? (laughs) Amy Amy got in there. I was like, oh, (laughs) oh. There you go. Clang.
0: It, it would be better if I was naked, but that's okay.
2: It was so cute. And um, so you, you turned me on to Fun Factory and I happened to be going to Europe for a month this summer and you hooked me up with everybody and they were so gracious. I went to Bremen, Germany. I did I made my own dildos and glued a vibrator together and got to see the factory and then what we did was they have they kind of have their own showroom inside the factory. And so Christine and Kristen took turns and we shot video for like, I don't even know how many hours and how much video we shot where they basically took me through every single toy, including like the menstrual cups and everything. And I got a thorough education mm-hmm. on sex toys from those. So cats.
1: Kristen's been on our show before. I don't know if you like, tuned in. She's yeah, I just listened
2: on- to the episode. Yeah.
1: She's amazing. She is yeah. my old work wife. I miss her so much. <laughs> uh, and she is, she's a sex educator and she's fabulous. I'm so happy that she was actually there because she lives in California. And I'm happy that she was there because she will definitely show you probably the most epic time of anyone. And in your video, the pictures were amazing. I saw some of the photos. You can go to Susan's, you can, your Instagram, have, you have some of the the photos of you. Is it Susan Bratton? Yeah. At, just Susan Bratton, at Susan Bratton.
2: Yeah. That's me. Yeah, they're going to be... So I'll let you know, I'll let you guys know when those videos are releasing on the YouTube channel, all the stuff I shot at the Fun Factory. But I got a really nice education and I also took home a major toy haul. They loaded me up. It was so funny. You know how we always joke about like the vibrator that's going off in your suitcase when you're traveling? And of course, Fun Factory has a travel switch on their vibrator. So you don't have that problem. But I had so many vibrators and sex toys, and thrusters, and stronics, and pulsators, and anal beads, and booty boys, and you know, like all this stuff in
1: my suitcase. How did you make room for your actual vacation? That's what I'm wondering.
2: <laughs> I made my husband carry all the heavy shit. Oh,
1: there you go. There you go.
2: Because the silicone weighs a
1: ton. It does. I used to travel all over the country with those sex toys, mm-hmm. like for-,
2: for- training purposes only. You guys were talking about the lady bye on uh, the episode with Kristen and um, she gave me a lady bye and one of the things I was doing on my vacation was a 30 day masturbation challenge. I said to Tim, you guys know my husband, Sir Tim, he is the prince among men Mm -hmm. and I said, look, I'm going to do a 30 day masturbation challenge and I'm I'm going to masturbate every day um, and I don't want you to worry that this is going to cut into how much sex we're going to have on vacation. I still want you to offer me up as much sex as you want. I'm not a big initiator. He's really I really like him to initiate and I and then I just like to be the guest. So I said, don't worry about that and you're welcome to masturbate with me if you'd like to. But it turns out what I really liked to do and I, Fun Factory had sent me a few things before I left. So I had um, I had a Volta with me. I had the digit with me from Hot Octopus. Thank you so much for that. You so I had the Volta and <laughs> the digit and um, I was masturbating with those. And I had a really, I had a lot of great kind of breakthrough experiences doing my 30 day masturbation challenge. And when I got to Fun Factory, both Christy and Kristen said, you've got to have a lady by, you've got to have, this, you know, this is a really nice one. And uh, boy, I do love that. I mean, for solo pleasuring. I had
1: my threesome experience. No, it was a foursome experience was with that toy, which was one of my only ones that I talk about. It's a really fun one. Uh, Did you, so, okay. So with all of your trips and with all of your fun factory, kind of obviously trials and, and, uh, experiences in Europe. Uh, you brought that back and you've been kind of having so much fun, but with your sex, with your sexual supersonic sex drive situation, like right now, um, what do you think that toys will help people with their sex drive? Because I know we want to talk about libido desire and sex toys are obviously helpful in the 30 day masturbation challenge we did on Instagram as well. I know our listeners though, have. Probably tapped and tuned in because they're like, wait, what about sex drive? How can I
2: fucking help my sex drive? Yeah. What can I do? What do, you, yeah, well, what do you have for them? What do you think? One of the most interesting things that I learned at Fun Factory was um, two sexologists did a research project with 40 women. And I don't have the actual numbers right off the top of my head, but they were, you know, 50s, 40s to 80 percentile in all of these things um women used their pulsators basically their fucking you know thruster sex toys they have a line of them at fun factory which is very unique by the way and um they used them for 30 days and they said all of the women said they had increased desire better arousal um more lubrication more engorgement. And I thought, yeah, it's great to slap a vibe on your clit, but the vaginal tissue needs stretching, filling, stimulation. And so when I am thinking about women who say, what should I get now? Cause what, what I really did was I wanted to go to Mecca. You know, I wanted to go to the fun factory, the kind of granddaddy of all, they've got such a broad product line and they've been doing it for almost 25 years now, creating toys, super high quality toys, which I love. And, um, Women often, I'll say to them, "Well, are you are you regularly using a vibrator?" And now I'm amending that. I'm going to say, I think you should have both vibration and thrust because those stronic, the stronic series or the pulsator series. I think that's a very unique toy. So uh, that's going into my recommendation and definitely the thirty day masturbation challenge really helps women with engorgement and um, becoming more orgasmic and more multi orgasmic and when you 're kind of forced not forced but when you 've made an intentional commitment to masturbate on a daily basis, sometimes you don 't feel like it and there were a couple of days where I was just traveling and i couldn 't do it you know you 've got to be good to yourself you can 't be perfect but When you have that, set that intention of self-pleasuring on a daily basis, you find that you have to get a few new fantasies to masturbate to. You know, it kind of pushes you like, well, I can't, I can't think about that. Like that one more time. <laughs> like I'm bored with it, so it it makes you get more fantasies, and then you already start off engorged because you've been masturbating every day. So then you start having more and better orgasms because you're flexing the muscles. You're using, you know, it's all use it or lose it with your genitals. So um, I think that's another big epiphany that I had in the in that experience was. It just gets everything working better. So, for women who want more libido, I would say that.
1: I have a total theory, and maybe this is my wooey hippie theory. Amy would approve of this. So okay, the pulsators. So I worked for with Fun Factory for like almost six years. Yeah. So uh, I was part of the Stronic Revolution of helping. And this episode is not brought to you by Fun Factory, by the way. It's just I think <laughs> we're all excited about it for some reason. It's coming up a lot. I think the magnet. So that product is made with magnets. The uh, it's actually the technology. The way the piston kind of shakes is with magnets. And magnets, I in my hippie theory kind of draw out some, that they can draw like negative ions and rebalance you. And I think that's the reason why they kind of can can make you a little bit more, uh, I don't know if it, it, it engorged. In my experience with them, they've pretty much brought out some of my, my, I guess my negative weird sensations down under and sort of drawn out the blood flow. There's no science behind this. This is just my theory. That's my hippie theory. So I'm done now with that. I'm sure Amy has questions because we've been going on.
0: Well, I have questions about sex, the sex drive, and because we get a lot of questions from people who lost their sex drive. They yeah. are, a lot of them are in long-term relationships. And this I've actually heard this from um, all genders who, uh, and maybe we hear more so from uh, female identified folks, but we hear this from all genders that I'm in a long-term relationship. You know, I've been married 10 years or I've been you know, in in this relationship for five years, whatever that is. And and they say that um, I lost my desire or my partner did, and we don't know how to get it back. And so I hear what one thing you're saying is developing a self-pleasure practice um, with or without sex toys, but just like to regularly exercise those muscles. But what would your advice be for those folks who are feel completely disconnected from it? Like they haven't been exercising at all for a while and they're like, I lost this thing. How do I get it back?
2: Yeah. So, one of the reasons, thank you so much for having me back on right now. And it's very timely because one of my massive projects this year is that I'm the executive producer and host of a virtual online event called the Sexual Vitality Summit. So it's basically about where, where did my libido go and how do I get it back? And I was able to assemble a group of what I would consider my dream team of functional medicine doctors and tantra teachers and um, sexologists. And we had 30 conversations about all aspects of I'm going to say kind of middle age sexual health, so when I talk about we, I talked to Carol Queen about STIs, and I talked to um, a couple of doctors about like injecting stem cells into your penis, and I talked about how do you rev- how do you get rid of thinning hair and get your hair to get thicker again, and how do you manage your hormones, exogenous and endogenous hormones, so endogenous are manufacturing them yourself. And, Exogenous are taking supplementing with bioidentical hormones. Um, I taught we talked about um vaginal painful sex and pelvic healing and um re- reversing erectile dysfunction with gains wave. You know, I love that treatment for. Penile, I call it how to get a bang and boner again. Um, we talked about P shots and O shots, uh, re-injecting your own blood, having a doctor inject P, certain components of your own blood back into your clitoris or your penis to get more sensation and more new tissue growth Does that because. Work? That works 110%. I've had three O shots and my clit is like a 35 year old clit now. And you know, it's like it dials back your clit about 20, 25 years. Same with your penis. A lot of guys, as they age, they actually get delayed ejaculation. Mm. So they don't, feel so much sensation, and they have a hard time achieving climax. Women suffer from not just anorgasmia, but difficulty achieving climax because they've had sensation loss due to childbirth, horseback riding, low low desire that has just kind of atrophied their genitals. So we talked about all this stuff. And here's what I thought was the most interesting thing that surprised the hell out of me. And that was... What I didn't understand about hormones is everybody thinks, okay, if I just take hormones, it's like hormones are the magic pill. They're the, you know, the thing that's going to get me feeling horny again. My hormones must be low. That's the problem. And in reality, hormones actually have only a tiny little part of your libido and sex drive and desire they only have a tiny little impact on it they have impact and I call I'll come back to it but I called testosterone the king queen and joker of sex drive but the what I realized was in talking to these functional medicine doctors that actually all of the toxins in our environment living in the 21st century. So whether it's in the water we drink, the air we breathe, the glyphosates and the other herbicides in the foods that we eat, the um, cleaning fluids we use, the makeup, hair, and beauty products that we use the outgassing from the fibers in our rugs and in our car interiors you know how you and i we've always we've always talked about healthy sex toys if you can if they stink don't use them because they have plasticizers and phthalates in them well there's plasticizers and phthalates and endocrine disruptors in so much stuff now you know the bpas in our plastic water bottles and all those kinds of things and what's happened is that in combination with our doctors giving us antibiotics that have killed off our gut flora so we have toxins running around in our system and we've essentially decimated our gut flora and so now our guts our guts are actually a big part of the production process for our hormones so even though women make women make their hormones in their ovaries, and men make them in their testes, and they come from adrenal support, none of that action happens if your microbiome is fucked up. So, the issue is that you, if you've got gas, bloating, you know, you've got a distended belly, you don't, you can't eat certain things, you have food sensitivities, food allergies, any of those kinds of things, that's a lack of healthy bacteria, a wide variety of bacteria in your gut. There are certain bacteria that help you actually make things like serotonin for mood. So, anxiety and all kinds of mental health issues also stem from gut dysbiosis, an unhealthy gut. And um, what I realized was that there's there's actually a two-part series that comes before hormone replacement. So you could be slapping on the testosterone cream or sliding the estrogen up in your vagina or doing all this stuff. But what's happening is that your body's not actually utilizing it because your gut is so messed up from all the toxins. So you actually have to start by reseeding your gut with probiotics, both food-based kimchi, sauerkraut, uh, kombucha, which we all love, um, as well as taking probiotics. And then once you've got your motility, which is your pooping going and everything's starting to move again, then you have to start detoxification. So you have to start getting the toxins out of your adipose tissue, your fat. They go up in your brain, like heavy metals lodge in your brain. Um, mercury and cadmium are two of the worst toxins and that most of us have in our body. They give you brain fog and anxiety and and so, what I learned is that a lot of people 's libido is actually because of poor gut health and the lack their inability to make their own endogenous hormone production. Who would have thought I did a sex? thing that turned out to be about, you should take probiotics and poop every day. (laughs) It's It's all
1: about pooping. Also gluten can gluten because it's fortified wheat and it's so toxic for your gut and causes leaky gut because it creates the, you know, the little psyllium. I, this is, you're speaking my language right now. It's totally, yes, that they're completely blocked by the gluten sits in between them so nothing can get through and then your gut starts to leak and then the toxins go into your system it's really gnarly to think about everything that leaky gut can can actually cause which sex drive is obviously if your body's taking over and doing other things trying to compensate for the lack of of other things that are in your body or what you're lacking or what you need more of sex drive is going to be one of the least of your body's concerns that makes sense Okay, y'all, time for a quick break. This podcast is made possible by some of our favorite things. UberLube is one of them. It's a luxurious lubricant great for all kinds of sex. It's less likely to throw off your pH than most other lubes. Seriously? There are hundreds of doctors who recommend UberLube to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks who are experiencing dryness. Amy, I know you love
0: UberLube too. What do you love? I love Uberlube because it has no flavor, no scent, and it feels absolutely amazing on my body. In fact, I want it everywhere. I even use it in my hair for my hair frizzies, for massage, and it can also prevent chafing. Oh, and the bottle is gorgeous. It's discreet and looks like a beautiful cosmetic product, so you can leave it on your nightstand shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, go check out uberlube.com. Use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX and you get 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com, code SHAMELESSSEX, and 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible
1: by omgs.com omgs is a research-based online program that helps you add more sexy things to your menu omgs studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made tasteful and inspiring short videos to show you techniques on how to pleasure yourself or another vulva
0: amy tell us why you love omgs I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years, and it has changed their lives. Whether you're already having good orgasms and want to have even better orgasms, or perhaps you want to explore more variety in your playtime, or even learn how to pleasure someone else's vulva, OMGS will have something for you. With two seasons, one all about internal and the other all about external techniques, it's better than any book or DVD that money can buy to learn more, visit omgs.com backslash shameless and our listeners get $5 off. That's omgs.com backslash shameless. You get $5 off. Go check it out now and back to the show.
2: And and this is another interesting thing too. I sent out an email to my list, my email list. And I said, and I said, well, first of all, it's almost 400,000 people. So I was like, okay, you guys, I'm not going to be able to reply to everyone. Trust me, I'll do my best. And I said, what's your number one sexual vitality issue? What's the emotional or physical issue that's holding you back from having the kind of intimacy, physical intimacy that you crave? And don't reply if it's, I don't have a partner, because this isn't about, I don't have a partner, this is a physical or emotional issue. And I thought it was really fascinating to see all of the things that people came back to me with. And it was, men had more believe it or not, men had more sexual health issues than women did. Mm. I thought women would have more vaginal pain and things like that, painful intercourse and stuff like that. But men actually had reported more sexual function issues where women reported more general health issues. Mm. And a lot of people reported trauma. Um, More men reported sexual trauma than women, which was interesting. Mm. And, one of the things I realized in reading the laundry list of problems, it was, it was everything. It was, I have joint pain. I have lupus. I have chronic disease. I have erectile dysfunction. I have vaginal pain. I've got a, a cyst. I've got, you know, they, there was just this giant, giant list of things, but in reading everyone's replies, what I really came to understand is that when a person has a sexual malfunction of any kind, or they have any kind of an illness or trauma, a lot of it was betrayal. Mm. A lot of people, they had an emotional issue that was based in, on betrayal. Mm. I couldn't believe how common it was that they had gotten hurt and they could never get over it. And they never got intimate again. Mm-hmm. And what I realized was when someone hits the wall at a, at a physical or emotional issue, they stop and they get stuck. Mm-hmm. They, and what they don't do is they don't try to fix it, compromise it, work around it. And what they don't do is talk to their partner. Mm-hmm. They don't talk to their partner. So I laid in bed. I, d- I don't know how you guys work your shit out, but mm-hmm. the way I do it is I, I, I lay in bed in the middle of the night. I kind of, before I go to bed, I set the intention that what I want my mind to work on that night is a solution to this issue. And I said, how can I help the hundreds of people who wrote to me? How could I help every single one of them? What, it, what could I do? Because I, I read each email and I thought, okay, here's what I'd do if I were you. Here's what I'd do if I were you. Here's what I would do. This is my, I could, I could tell them all how to solve their problems to a, to a person, but I don't have time to solve the whole friggin' world sexual issue problems. I got to <laughs> do it. In, a- in.
1: Come on, I believe in you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's why I did the Sexual Vitality Summit. I thought, let's, let's give everybody the answers they're looking for in, in the like, how to fix the physical stuff how to overcome the trauma, how to rewrite your libido story, how to release your judgments and misunderstandings. Let's give them all that stuff.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: But how can I help people? Here's what I did. I came up with something. I called it the magic pill method. It was really a structured way of communicating to a partner So that the two of you could get on the same page and work together to work to fix or work around or find compromises. And there are solutions out there. I mean, every single person's problem, there was a solution to it. There's no, no thing that can't be undone. There's no thing that can't be unbroken. Even if you think it's, if it's, even if you think it, it could never be fixed, you can find ways to compensate. Like, a hot octopus, um, solo, pulse, yeah, duo. Yeah, solo.
1: yeah, pulse,
2: there's solo and then there's duo. Yeah, the, I think you duo. have both of them. The pulse the duo. duo. Yeah. Is that it? Um, that's for someone who has, can be used by someone who has irreversible erectile dysfunction. That's true. They can to, still have an orgasm. Yeah, still have an orgasm and their woman can ride on top like a sibian and they don't need a pill mm-hmm. they, they don't. don't need a pill and so like a guy who truly would not be I mean, there's stem cells i mean if a gains wave won't work and p shots don't do it and then gains wave can you tell me cuz i don't know what gains wave is oh my god gains wave do you is know what it is, is yeah. oh, okay it so what gains wave is is it's a um it's a it's a It's a treatment using essentially sound healing. It uses something called shockwave therapy. Shockwave therapy was originally created to do things like make kidney stones go away. Are we
1: talking lobotomy here? I'm just kidding.
2: (laughs) Definitely not. It's the opposite. It's what gives you a bang and boner again. Mm -hmm. What it does is it's a penis- tissue rejuvenation. So what it does is it regrows penile tissue, including nerves, capillaries, because blood flow starts to... So what happens is that the penis is the end of the line of the um, the blood supply system, your heart is going to give blood to every other area first before your penis. Mm-hmm. And so when you start to see your dick getting soft, your heart on's not as firm, you get bendy in the middle of sex, or you can't get an erection. Or you see atrophy. You've been sick, or you've been, you were in a sexless marriage for a decade and your penis is shriveled up. The sad thing about penises, they shrivel up when you age. The sad thing about vaginas is they get bigger and looser as you age. And so the bummer is his dick's getting smaller and your vagina's getting bigger. Now the great Damn news. It. Is it's so different. I the great <laughs> news is, oh hey, I just got a call from NBC they're ha- they're flying you to New York for a pilot on vaginal rejuvenation and pen- penile rejuvenation. Cross your fingers. I'm like a poster mm-hmm. child. Um, and so what the Gaines wave does is it actually regenerates the tissue so you get new blood supply, new penis tissue, new um, vascularization, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so your penis gets literally bigger and fuller and able to hold the blood again. So you can get a hard on again. And this
1: is safe and it's, it's surgical.
2: It's not surgical. It's actually, they just run this wand on the tissue of your penis and it sends the, the, it's called the frequency waves and it sends what's called cavitation in and the cavitation kind of does tiny little micro damage that your body then sends all the healing factors in and says, Oh, we, to repair this. And when it repairs it, it repairs it better. It's like where you've broken a bone. Like, microderm, like microdermabrasion. It's exactly yeah. like microderm. It's like lasers. It's like anything. It's the same as vaginal lasers or RF devices intravaginally for women to thicken that tissue, bring in new collagen, or even external on the labia where it'll plump up. I've basically had a pussy lift. Mm -hmm. where I had both inside my vagina to resurface all that tissue because it thins as you age. And then on the outer labia, I had all that done with RF and it plumps it back up and brings back collagen into all that tissue. It's like cool sculpting for your pussy.
1: I'm so happy that we don't live in 1592 anymore and that there are all of these options for aging and aging gracefully and- Options to help us still be sexual and in our sexual prime.
2: Yeah, and people don't know anything about these things. And that's why I did the sexual vitality summit. Oh, you want to hear a really interesting tidbit from the summit? Speaking of living in 1592. <laughs> yeah. So um I've been really worried that if there's an Armageddon and I'm still alive that I won't be able to get my <laughs> I won't be able to get my <laughs> estrogen and my testosterone and my progesterone hormones, which is what keeps me looking this hot. Are you creating a space
1: for all of the, like, are you hoarding? A, all, like a like, bunker? A bunker, <laughs> a, a,
2: a hormone bunker? <laughs> No, but that's a good idea. What I was going to do was actually just make sure I was with you guys because um, what I learned from Dr. Jonathan Wright, he is the modern day inventor of bioidentical hormone replacement, and he was on my summit. I, I had to chase that guy down. Like, I am so indefatigable when I want someone to do something with me. I'm like, I called, like, I don't even know how many times. Finally, he's like, all right, I'll do it. So he came on and he taught me this thing. He said, really, I didn't really invent hormone replacement. I just made it for modern day. In China, around 1000, the emperor and empress of China had their minions build these latrines and they had young women pee in one and young men pee in the other. And then they had their minions go out and dry the pee. And then they actually, they ingested the dried up urine because it was what they used to stay young because the urine of young people has all of the hormones, the the, and they're bioidentical. How they're, young are we talking here? <laughs> I, I don't actually know, but okay. I got like, like young, like young, like teenagers to 20, like okay. 20 year old in the twenties young. Okay. Um, and so they would take the dried urine and they would ingest it and it would give them bioidentical hormone replacement. And I was like, okay, good. All I have to do is make sure I'm not the last one left. And I got to find a young woman and just, just dry out her pee. Yeah, I'm going to line I'll-
1: up my, my partner's
0: daughters. Can you guys just pee over here? I'm gonna dry Wait, up your pee. But, but why does it need to be dry? Can't you just drink a nice cup of it fresh? <laughs>
2: You can actually, yeah. you, you can, you can drink it fresh, but I'm hoping I'll be able to mix it into something, but I'll drink it fresh if I have to.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, I will say, I'm mean, going to go, okay. Cause now we're like, oh, wait, are we talking about golden showers? That's a whole different thing. <laughs> That's pleasure. But there are people, I know this, I know there are people like spe- speaking, of like the hippie dippy world, there are folks. that I'm don't not not going to say any names, but I've heard of some people that are more into like alternative methods of healing that do believe in drinking urine. And they will drink their own. They will drink their own urine. Um, I don't know about drinking other people's or young young folks' urine, but I have no idea about those. yeah. But yes, yeah, so you're, but you're essentially saying, in a nutshell, what you just said is, we've had these various forms of technologies for a long time in different cultures, in different ways, and these are just new modern day uh, technologies to um, to work with the body and to work with vitality um, in. Yeah, yeah, and fight. um, Yeah, aging or different ways that the body might be um, atrophying or or shutting down or turning off. Um, One thing I wanted to comment on here for the sexual desire piece, and our listeners are very aware of this because I've talked about it on our podcast many times, is that um, I so I just got of a five and a half year relationship, and um, for the first three years I had a lot of sexual desire, a lot, like a ton of it, probably more than I'd had in my whole life. And then we had a lot of stuff happen, like a lot of painful things happen. Um, and in a lot of situations that I felt um, like my heart was unsafe, like, but I felt like I essentially wasn't enough and that, the, that my partner was kind of always looking for something better than me. And that always is totally an overstatement. It's, um, there was numerous times and in different ways. And, um, and then I had one final kind of, I'll say like the, you know, the nail in the coffin of uh, getting pregnant uh, and with the IUD while my partner had fallen in love with someone else was potentially going to leave for someone else and had an abortion partner and I didn't talk for a while and we ended up uh, getting back together and so he ended up choosing me. But I think deep down, my, I, so I'm speaking of safety here. I think deep down, My mind, my mind chose him and my mind was like, I feel safe. I trust him. I don't think my body did. And so for the last two and a half years of our relationship, I couldn't get my desire or libido back. And I was trying and trying all these different things. And I actually just never really admitted that this could be part of it that, and we would talk about it, but we never actually discussed maybe it's related to the relationship. You know, it was, you know, maybe it's related to the trauma of the abortion or, you know, we, we were talking. About it, but we we were not actually speaking to the fact that perhaps it um, is related to um, my body just not feeling safe uh, again and not being able to to trust. And so now as being. Uh, a single person, I spent the first month, month and a half still not having libido or desire. And then I had a sexual experience with um, actually a couple of people once where I got it all back full force. And now it's just like totally cranked up and a big part of it was feeling really safe. And I've thought about this now, um, My partner, that my ex-partner, we're not intimate with each other now, but I'm like, I'm curious, like, well, I wonder if now that I have it fully turned back on again from this other experiences people that I felt was safe with that I felt really valued my heart and weren't trying to like take anything from me or of any sort, what it would be like if I actually had sex with him again, would it be fully on? I'm not going to experiment with it because it's messy, so. <laughs> but would it be fully on still or is it just, would it be still turned off because my body's like, no, 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 no we don't trust this person. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to add that in there too, that um, that at least for me, safety is really big to feel my desire and my turn on and my libido and, um, and if, and if that feels like it's threatened, it's really hard for me probably, especially as a woman to go, go into and to yet yeah, to tap into, I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that perspective.
2: Yeah. Um, I know you're giving away, on your latest challenge, um, one of Dossie Eaton, Easton's books, The Ethical Slut. Um, Dossie and Deborah Annepole taught me something really interesting. It's like a little formula, super simple, though, don't worry. There's no math involved. Have to, you don't have to drink any pee, and you don't have to do any <laughs> Damn it, I wanted the pee. <laughs> um, oh, you know, the pee is funny, too. Um, our mothers took estrogen called Premarin, and it's made from pregnant mare urine. So ah, did they know that? <laughs> not, probably not. And if they did, and that was all that was available to them, they're like, fuck it, I'm taking it anyway. I love estrogen. <laughs> well, do you know BPA was created post, pre, I'm sorry, pre-World War
1: II, and it was created as a birth control, and then they realized that it could be developed into a plastic. That's why BPA technically has estrogen in it, and why it can create breast Problems, uh, both because of the hormones. It was actually uh, originally a hormone based product. Now it's a plastic. So there you go. Drop in knowledge. Sorry to interrupt.
2: No, all good. Um, here's the, here's the, the formula um, desire equals trust or safety mm-hmm. and novelty or danger. So I'm just using different words for it. So you have to have trust and You have to have novelty. You have to have safety Mm -hmm. and you have to have danger Mm -hmm. to feel desire. And if you think about it, you can't, you can't really let go and try something new if it doesn't feel safe, Mm -hmm. but if all it is, is safe, it's boring, Mm-hmm. Desire requires th- an equal or a balanced for you in the moment measure of safety and novelty. Mm-hmm. So when guys say to me, "How come I can't get my wife to have sex with me?" I say, "Well, she's bored."
0: <laughs> <laughs> Susan's very good at saying flat out. <laughs> yeah, seriously, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah and that makes that makes. Perfect sense. And and that's what's so confusing. Like, wait, I need safety and danger. Like I need, you know what you're talking about? Like I need some adventure and excitement, but I also need to feel safe at the same time. And how do you uh, incorporate that balance and what happens, you know, at least in my my circumstances that it got really out of balance. And I don't even think safety was ever available though. Like I think deep down my system just kind of, this just knew because we had other iterations and in, in different ways of reminders that, um, that, uh, that my, the person that I was with was, um, often thinking that they wanted more than what I could offer. So, um, I think that there's something about that. Like, even if it's not being said, like our bodies know they're smart, they're very intelligent. And look, now you're talking about all these other technologies to make them even more intelligent. There's so much available.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think your, your boyfriend wasn't meeting your top relationship values and women's Women's top relationship value is often security or safety. Um, And that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different women. But safety is often in the top four for women, where it doesn't even figure into men's relationship values because they don't feel the unsafety that we do. So they do often underestimate how, how unsafe we feel generally as women part of that is our culture and society. Part of it is estrogen. Estrogen is the worry wart molecule where testosterone is overconfident. It it doesn't ask for directions. It it, thinks it knows where it's going. It's confident. It's territorial. It's forward-directed. It's goal-oriented. Where us, estrogen-dominant, human beings. We have our eye on everything. We're worried about stuff. It's why we have body issues more than men do. And that is because we see all the flaws in things, Mm -hmm. uh, including ourselves. So for a lot of women who body image is one of the reasons they are held back from surrendering to their pleasure, I say to them, it's your body playing tricks on you it's your mind playing tricks on you there's nothing wrong with you all us women are wrinkly crinkly blah 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 and testosterone doesn't even really notice it most of the time they have kind of like rose-colored glasses on they like women and the imperfection doesn't bother testosterone um some guys are super fussy about what their woman looks like, but that's a very small percentage. Most men love the way most women look. So it's not really generated from, and, and when I say men and women, I'm talking masculine, feminine, I support the gender spectrum, but I like to show the difference between estrogen and testosterone. Mm-hmm. And so estrogen, it, it, it fucks with our minds. It makes us feel insecure. It, it just does that partly, I think to keep us safe mm-hmm. because it's always trying to keep us safe. We have to watch out for things because men are marauders and we have to watch out for them. And they don't mean to be marauders, but they're wired as marauders. They're barbarians Mm -hmm. for the most part. And so they don't understand our fears. And so your guy that made you feel unsafe, a part of what I want you to do to let that go is to understand that he just literally had no idea about how unsafe you were feeling. Um, it's best to forgive him and forget it and move on. That betrayal. Um, try and really um, get a compassionate heart for the fact that he's living out his own karma and he's working in us with a set of schools that aren't serving him well and he's creating these insecure he's he's his behavior is is creating a lot of insecurity for the people around him. And you have to kind of have the enlightened view that you feel sad for him where he is because he really hurt you. Mm-hmm. And it's a bummer. You're you, you feel victimized by him. Many people of all genders feel victimized by people. And the only way you can take Get out of that and let go of that victim, to not let that victimization rule you and ruin your forward possibility is to forgive, forget, and then ask for the security that you need, demand the security you need through boundaries and agreements and conversations so that you don't have to ever feel unsafe again. And
1: if you don't get that, move on. Mm -hmm. Yep. right? Right. Recalibrate, restructure yourself so you can figure out a new path. Because Mm -hmm. I think that people and, and, traditionally and I think that I don't know if you ever share your age, but you are, uh, you know, a woman that is in power. You've also restructured your boundaries of your relationship to fit your needs, right? And I don't think that can just be a person that's over 50. I think that can be a person that's over 25. And people are figuring things out. But we definitely stay in relationships, I think, as humans no matter what gender you're identifying with, too long sometimes. And I'm guilty of this. I always say that. I stay in some relationships too long and I and I worked in some jobs too long in the past where I'm like fuck why didn't I leave five years ago um so speaking to obviously what we're what we're here for which is what I mean you're so you've so many gifts and so much information to offer like you're an encyclopedia of knowledge so with sex drive okay Folks that do want to try and stay in these relationships, even if they have, have tried to, to schedule uh, date nights and and sex nights, and they are wanting something that their partner isn't giving them. And there is a bit of a, a death in the bedroom, per se. And that happens in all sorts of relationships, not just hetero relationships. I have a lot of lesbian friends that have the lesbian bed death, I think it's called. It's like the term in the in the queer community. Uh, what do you suggest? Are there are there something that these folks can do uh, to kind of resurrect the death in their relationship, especially when it comes um, to s- their sex lives?
2: Yeah. Oh, for sure. So I'd say generally the, um, let's call it the um, step-by-step, if I had to go kind of like bam, 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 here's your checklist. I think that's probably the easiest thing. The first, and are we dealing with um, people, let's just go with people who are in a relationship because people who are not in a relationship, if their libido is suppressed, then generally it is a emotional or physical issue. And I'll give you a link to the magic pill method so that people can get that ebook and go through the structured conversation. Um, We don't have to go through it here because it's just an easy download and just at magicpillmethod.com. Boredom is really mostly what the issue is, but there are for some people, um, frustrations outside the bedroom where their relationship values are not getting met. And I have a little workbook at myrelationshipmagic.com that, um, you can buy it on Amazon, but that link makes it cheaper. Um, that you can do to figure out what it is you need most from your relationship. Because what a lot of times happens is that, because let's just, let's just take the masculine and feminine. Let's just take a man and a woman, a heterosexual couple, because still that is the, Large majority of types of things, monogamous heterosexuality is the most common construct. And if you're not in that, you'll still be able to hear what you need in my conversation, but it makes it easy because there is a polarity that needs to occur, a masculine-feminine magnetism. So no matter if you're two lesbians who one's the more masculine, one's more feminine, or you switch, someone's holding each side of that polarity to keep that excitement going. So the first thing that you do is you say, okay, am I mad at my partner um, for some reason outside the bedroom? Is everything good outside the bedroom? If it's not, find out what your relationship values are because your partner is probably treating you like they want to be treated instead of the way you want to be treated. And so they don't understand what you want because you haven't accurately described what what they need to do for you to feel the feelings you need in your relationship. So once you understand that your top four relationship values are, I want to be secure, I need total freedom, I need total honesty, and I really want a lot of passion in my relationship, a lot of physical touch and passion and great sex. Those are my top four relationship values, or whatever they are. I just gave you an example. If they're not meeting them, tell them what they're not meeting and tell them how they can meet it. I need you to do this. I need you to do this. I need you to make sure that the doors are locked and I've got good tires on the car and you're making as much money as I am. I don't like making more money than you are. Whatever it is, whatever your things are. And then they tell you what their relationship values are and you start meeting theirs. So you've moved from the golden rule, which is do unto others as they'd have as you'd have them do unto you, treat a person the way you want to be treated. That doesn't work in relationship. What you want to do is use the platinum rule. You want to treat your partner the way they want to be treated. So then you've got that handled. You're dealing with outside the bedroom. Then you need to go inside the bedroom. And inside the bedroom, that combination of safety and danger, what you're really looking for is you've got too much safety and not enough danger. If you don't have some kind of chronic pain or or an emotional trauma, if you have chronic pain or emotional trauma of some kind, you need to get it fixed or you need to figure out how to work around it. That's where you go with the magic pill method, which is we're going to solve this problem together. We're going to get real. We're going to get fixed. We're going to do it together. We're in it together. We're team sweetie. We're going to make it happen. So let's just say you don't have that. You're just bored. Then the next thing is that... Often, what happens in a modern day relationship is that there's there's too much platonicness where we women are as strong as our men now we're out working we're out you know with our kind of testosterone face out in the workplace and kicking ass and taking names and then when we come home, we don't want that in the bedroom unless we're doing a switch night and we're the one that feels like being in charge. Mostly we want to be transported in these erotic adventures. We want our guy to take our nervous system over. We want him to come the shit out of us. We want to lie there in a puddle at the end of our fuck fest and just have the most, you know, like incredible orgasmic experiences we've ever had. And for a lot of partners, they truly just have very little technique. They don't really understand how their genitals work. They don't have a lot of pleasuring techniques. They're not good at oral. They're not good at giving head. They're terrible at fucking. They just fuck like all they've ever done is look at porn. Um, And so learning new skills is very, very good. But also being able to have open communication in the bedroom I think the last time I was on, we talked about my sexual soulmate pact technique. That's the one that makes it really easy to tell your partner exactly what you want. Even if right now you're not sure what you want, Learn, learning how to know in the moment what you want and communicate it super comfortably. And that's of course at sexual <laughs> because I like easy URLs. Um, and so I, I give that away. Um, and and so once you've got the communication going, and you've learned some lovemaking skills, some like heart connected, conscious, aware pleasuring techniques. Then you can start doing things like erotic play dates together. What you want to do is you want to learn new things together. Begin as beginners together. Um, You could learn genital massage. You could learn squirting. You could learn what you guys have been working on lately. You've been doing anal play and pleasuring. How did you know?
0: Um, I yeah. listened to
2: your <laughs> Of course I listen to your show. You're my girls. You're my angels. Aww. So, um, you know, you're always want to be learning something new together because that brings you back to that kind of new relationship energy. So when you s- get, you don't schedule sex because that means we're going to have intercourse. And intercourse is such a small part of what you should have. Or maybe it is intercourse, but it's, we're going to learn Taoist thrusting. We're going to do some cross training so you can have orgasms with penetration. I'm going to learn how to give you expanded orgasm pleasuring so you can have like a half hour orgasm. There's so many things you can, I'm going to, we're going to get some new sex toys. I'm going to we're going to, I'm going to put on a cock ring. I'm going to put on the booty ring and get a prostate massage while I'm fucking you. And I'm going to have that. We're going to peg, we're going to use the share vibe and, or, or the share. What's it called? The one that's like the share,
1: the share M- vi- vibe or there's the share of the share vibe. vibe. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the share vibe from Fun Factory. It's like you can put one, it's a double-ended dildo that's harness free. You can put one side in your vagina and you can peg your girlfriend, peg your boyfriend or, uh, fuck your girlfriend with it and it vibrates like you could just try a new sex toy. You could get the atom from Hot Octopus with the double-sided cock ring and, you know, use that. Like there's so many things that you can do in sex. The beautiful thing about sex is that it never stops getting better. It's not linear too. It's not, it is. You go definitely through cycles, right? Where you just pop up to a whole new level of sexiness and a whole new level of orgasmic ability. And I mean, there's, I just did two videos for YouTube that are coming out soon with with, with, with Lloyd. You love Lloyd. I went into the studio with Lloyd and um, I shot 14 videos. Uh, one of them is the 14 types of male orgasm and the 16 types of female orgasm. And I know I didn't get them all. And one of the things I said in my video is comment below if you've had an orgasm I didn't talk about because there's an unlimited amount of orgasmic potential that we have. So just having that kind of mindset, we're in it together. We're going to try new stuff. We're going to talk about everything. We're going to just keep on learning and growing. That gets rid of the boredom that sets into the long-term. Then your libido starts, as long as you're pooping and you're detoxifying and you've got a good gut microbiome and you're, you know, you've got your good, your, your, your libido is, your hormones are producing and you're in good health. That's how, that's the, that's the trick to keeping it hot.
1: Well, Susan, you are a plethora, an an engorgement of knowledge, and (laughs) I feel my brain is my brain is buzzing right now with all of this information. And I love learning because, as humans, we love not being bored. We love learning. We love knowledge. We love education. Hence the people that listen to this podcast that we adore and value. And Susan, tell people how they can find you because I know people will want to reach out and I'm sure they want to watch your videos and also more info about your summit, please.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for supporting me around getting the word out about the summit because what I see is that people get stuck because they don't know that the solution to their problem exists. And so you've done a good job today. Thank you so much for helping me help other people. I really appreciate it. You can find out about it at, you can sign up for it at, and it's free, sexualvitalitysummit.com. You can find me at personallifemedia.com or on YouTube. You can just go to betterlover.com and it takes you right there. My sexiest pictures and my dirtiest stuff I put on Instagram, at Susan Bratton, and the Sexual Soulmate Pact, we talked about that, and the Magic Pill Method are both at those domains as well. So there's that's the tip of the clip of everything I have to give to you. There's so much more buried pleasure beyond all that.
1: <laughs> well, we love having you. That's why this is round two. And I know that we will see you again. And perhaps maybe sooner than later, maybe in August at some point. And we'll get you another digit. Don't worry.
2: Um, we didn't talk about the digit. Can we just talk about the digit for
1: a that second? I, well, of course. Of, of course we can talk about the digit. The finger vibe. Give bad sex the finger.
2: And you already, you, you were one of the testers and you loved it. I did, but I broke it. I know. I'm so sorry. sorry. Um, I really felt bad about that. You know, um, one of the things about it is that it's a very, it's a hearty product. I, I think you know, your suitcases just get the shit beat out of them. Um, I think it just got smashed in my travel. I, the next t- I think maybe I, if I'm going to put it in my suitcase, I need to put it in a, a like a little box a or a hard case. A, a, yeah. I think it needs a hard case. Um, so that's like a digit 2.0, but the digit from hot octopus is this marvelous little finger shaped vibrator. That almost comes with a ring. It reminds me of one of those candy pops. You remember those pops that were like ring pops where you stick yeah. your finger in and then it has like the big jewel that you suck on? Well, that's what the digit reminds me of. And it was funny because I've had this stupid vibrator that has been my go-to travel vibrator for a hundred years. I, it's just so old. And I've always thought this is the most bang for the buck weight wise of anything that I can take with me. Well, when you sent me the digit, I took it on my trip to Europe. And there are a million things I love about it. So I want to tell you just maybe like my top five. First of all, it's super lightweight. It fits in your purse. And it fits my fingers beautifully. I think it can fit anybody's fingers. And it stays really steady on your hand. It It goes in alignment with your finger. The buttons are super easy. On the inside, you press and hold it, and it just turns right on. On the outside is your up and down vibe uh, switch, little switch. You can do it with your thumb. So it's like you you don't need two hands. Once it's on, you don't need two hands. You can just operate it with your thumb. And then what I love about it is you can press on your vulva with it, um, which is nice, but I also like it when you kind of lift your finger up and you kind of like just dangle it on your clit. It's so nice that way. And it's a wonderful vibe. It's got, a, I like a rumbley vibe. I can't believe the rumble you packed into such a little tiny and it's vibe. So
1: quiet. And it's the perfect doggy style accessory. I'm so happy that you have, you are such a great salesperson.
2: (laughs) Well, and plus if you're looking for extra work on the side, you know,
1: (laughs) I need nothing
2: else to do. Yeah, I know. I also like that you can squeeze your finger in there between you and your partner. If you're fucking and give yourself clitoral stimulation, even during like missionary and things like that, like, yeah, great doggy style, but it's also really good for just like getting right in there. It's great for masturbation. It's great for intercourse. I it is my new favorite travel vibrator, and I also—it's even though I broke it, it's still on my bedside. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just hold it on my clip. I'll I just, get you a new I one. I know, you. You a one. I know, thank you. Hurry up, I need I'm it right a, away. Brett,
1: <laughs> I have your back, and Amy, fact. I'll get you one too because I don't think that you uh, have yet. And and you, when we came to your house, Susan, do you remember drinking Margins wine with us? Yes, I do. And you, and you, by all means uh and as a compliment are an amazing wine connoisseur you had a lovely wine selection did you, how did you feel about margins wine
2: i thought it was excellent so you guys showed up and i was thinking to myself okay it was really oh it's very nice that you brought a bottle of wine but it's probably going to taste like shit and all <laughs> my stuff in my wine cellar is going to be like a thousand times better Good. and so i was like well here let's just have one of my wines because usually when people bring wine to my house i'm all like okay i gotta regift this bullshit so i was just so horrible. Just the worst, right? But you were like, no, it's really good. I really want you to try it. And we opened it, and I was like, my God, I thought the fruit forwardness of it was wonderful. I mean, it's I don't remember what you brought. Maybe it was a Pinot, but it was like a nice burgundy. I I, like a French burgundy. I was super impressed with that wine.
1: See, I'm telling you. And Susan, you are, I mean, obviously a wine connoisseur. So are Amy and I see why we love margins wine so much go to marginswine.com. She's unfortunately sold out of a lot of her options, but if you get on their mailing list, you will get first access to all the new releases. So check it out. Susan, we love, 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 love you. You're such a doll, just an amazing human. Thank you for being a boss queen. And to all of our listeners, we love you so much. Give us five stars on iTunes. We need those. We read those. We love you. See you next Tuesday, y'all. Ciao
0: for now.